Hey there, thanks for spending time with us. You have clicked play. Thank you. And now we have started talking all because of your... Oh, they just hit pause. You know why? No, no, that was... Because we kept giving them a play-by-play on what they were doing. <laughs> uh, it's Rochelle and Carter. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast where we talk about what we're going through spiritually and we talk about random stuff sometimes too, like the play button. So. Do you show pictures of your dog to too many people? Yes. But he's adorable. So I know. People are all about. I know. I know. Show me, and then they usually want to show you pictures of their dog. Yeah, and then I'm not as impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Benson is adorable. I love your little fluffy boy, and I know you're about to have a little baby, Ezra. You're gonna be. You thought you were bad with doggy pictures. Yeah, I know. I know. It's gonna be a lot of cute. You know, I'm gonna have to go to the old fashioned instead of my phone. Go to the old fashioned wallet where the oh, photo yeah. album just drops out. You're making and I a got, joke, but you're not. I'm, I don't think I am. No, because you're mm-hmm. gonna start making portrait studio appointments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's illegal for you to have those digital downloads on your phone, so you have to have the wallet. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. No, I'm, I'm making yeah. that up. But as soon as you start taking pictures of, oh, now here's the double whammy: Benson and Baby Boy together. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is gonna be great. We're all gonna have an adorable come apart. Yeah, that's but, a and that's a great that's a great way to put it. That's the only phrase to put it. Yeah. It's just a freak out. It's a come apart. This is why iPhones were made in the first place. It had mm. nothing to do about upgrading our technology. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, what if we could carry mm-hmm. our digital camera with yep. our phone yeah. to capture these moments? That's no, genius. It's genius. And then that's why. And if they you, keep having to create more space for us. If you see me on the street, probably walk the other way. Otherwise, you'll be bombarded. Yeah. Well, I think, no, honestly, you're nothing new under the sun. Everybody does this to people. <laughs> and every single, I, I heard somebody say, it's like, how many times, how long do I have to sit and smile when somebody shows me their vacation photos Oh yeah. before I make an excuse and walk away? <laughs> what is socially acceptable? Because if I'm not in the photo, I usually am not interested in looking. That's true. And that, that's true. Yeah, that's typical. It's yeah. not always the case. Yeah. Especially if you have something in common with a vacation spot. If it's like a oh, part of a Hawaii you've always wanted to visit or you've been there before. One time my cousin was over and we showed him home videos. I don't know why. I don't know why. We showed him home videos of our recent vacation. He fell asleep. <laughs> and that's when I realized, don't do that. Don't don't ever do, don't, don't overload people. Yeah, and this is when Kelsey and I walked up a stair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he fell asleep. So I, I was reading this morning in the book of Hebrews there is this verse that suggests we need to look back on our lives, kind of like a photo album. And actually, it talks about being enlightened. And that usage of the word in the Greek is actually where we derive the word photography. It's oh. where we eventually get that word, okay. photography. And I thought that was fascinating because there are definitely those moments that you've had in your life spiritually that stand out like a photo album. And you like, oh, I remember the first time that the Lord really spoke to me clearly about that mm-hmm. issue or you know i understood what baptism actually meant and it wasn't just assumed that i knew i actually knew or mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things uh or even just the aha moments that we have when we release things over to the lord and we we finally step into freedom yeah in those yeah. moments so i i thought that was really cool and it made me see it in a different way it's like oh, i do i do want to go back it's not an everyday thing that you go back and look through a photo album Certainly nowadays, it's through an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily peruse. But when you do, boy, does your heart soften when you see those memories you forgot about. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think what you're saying is it's a great 
opportunity because if you get in a debate about faith and you could argue stats and history and, you know, the years and what would have happened during this time in Rome and all that stuff. But what somebody can't refute is what God's done in your life. And one example that I always think about is I was struggling with something. I was my freshman year of college and I was struggling with something. Uh, where I just, I needed guidance on it. And I was thinking about calling up my old youth pastors and, uh, <clears throat> but I, I never got around to it. A couple weeks later, they happened to be in town and I, I think I knew they were coming to town. So that part wasn't the shocker, but they were, they happened to be in town and they were at a conference and they invited me to just go to the conference with them. Okay. I was, I was that close to them as a student yeah. that they were like, Hey, just come over to the conference. The pastor at the conference was speaking on exactly what I needed guidance on. Yeah. Just that kind of stuff. That was, you're like, that's not a coincidence. No, that was ordained. Yeah. Divinely. Yeah. And God did that for me that day. And I yes. think there are moments like that where we can all look back on. And then when we are talking about faith, then we we share, hey, you know, I needed $1,232 to be able to pay my bill. And my neighbor walked over to my house and he gave me an exact check for $1,232 because he just thought I needed it. Like that kind of stuff that you've heard or experienced before is what we can share with people. Here's what God has done for me. This is my my impression. This is my photograph. Absolutely. And it's not meant for us to just dwell there because then we become like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> There's going to be more times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where if you've, I think we've mentioned this scenario before, but yeah, we certainly can live in the past and just dwell there. And no, 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 no. Like you said, let that be a booster shot. Let mm-hmm. that be encouragement. Yeah, that God's got other stuff planned for you down the road as well. And uh, I'm anticipating what it looks like. And I, not necessarily a quote big thing. It could be as simple as just observing something as simple as what well, simple. It's as magnificent, I should say, as like a sunset, mm-hmm. and just recognizing mm-hmm. the artistry of our heavenly Father. And if He can orchestrate the clouds to be in such a way, and the sun to look such a way, and for me to visually find that appealing, this is such a beautiful orchestration of his design. Can he not also, and he does this every day. Can he not do something with my life? Right. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I, so there was that. And then I watched this uh, show on Netflix and it's, oh gosh, I already forgot what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? Like Magic for Humans. Magic for Humans. I'm not necessarily recommending it because I haven't seen all the episodes and I'm not sure if it might be offensive. So I, I'm just saying that there was this one episode that, we watched as a family and he was talking about the power of words. And there were a couple of instances that really stood out. One of them, he's in the classroom teaching kids and he's using magic. And he's like, your words have power. Do you believe that? Every single one of the kids, they nodded like sheep. Yeah. Yes, we believe oh, that. Of course. One kid, of course, he was, he was the one that wasn't going to go out there with the rest of them. He said, no. <gasps> Well, so then he takes that opportunity to show them what positive words can do. And he showed some examples of just like, oh, my goodness, speak kindness to this water right now. Speak something nice. You're beautiful. Okay. And so then he puts this water on top of a seed that's been planted in soil and it immediately blooms. And this kid's like, oh, he's like, do you believe in the power of words now? Oh, yes. Goodness. What a beautiful representation of, of how our words have power. Yeah. But then he invites three influencers. This is a, a separate part of the show. Three huge social media influencers who have just tons and tons of followers. Yeah, These are the celebrities that I, as I get older, I'm like, who are these people? I know. Why are you famous? What? And then that tells you how old you are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who these people are. So-and-so. <laughs> But uh, he invited 
two girls and a guy, and he brought them to some sort of a place where it's almost like a selfie hangout. Okay. So there's all these different rooms and places where you can, you're invited to come and take selfies. All right. Hashtag it and get famous. I don't know how it works, but he comes in and he says, first of all, I want you to know I was here a week ago. I took a picture myself in one of these rooms and I'll show you that picture here in a minute. But uh, he said, first, can I show you other pictures I took? Well, he's a new father and he has all these beautiful pictures of his baby and he starts showing a, a slideshow of all these pictures. At one point, he even shows his little one reaching out for a watermelon. Mm-hmm. And he says, all uh, grasping for my, or what, what did it, channeling my inner Gallagher is what he hashtag. And that was the comedian that like smashed stuff. He s- smashes watermelons and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. People would want to get in the first row or the second row and they bring a tarp like you would at SeaWorld. Oh my goodness. Because the watermelon would just okay. whoosh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So this little one is reaching out for the watermelon, channeling his inner Gallagher, all this stuff. And in fact, one of the guy, uh, one of the social media people was like, okay, well, I guess that works for your generation. You know, a little snide. Oh, okay. Snide comments. You could tell that they were very confident in themselves, but he was gleaning from them. Tell me what you think, because you guys are really good at influencing. What angle should I be looking for here? And so they, they guided him, if you will. And then he set them loose. For a full hour, he gave them a box of just random props and said, just go take pictures, selfies everywhere in this place. And there were different areas. There was like a little recreational area with a swing. And then there was, I think it was like just some weird random bubble room. And it was just all these places. Go take pictures. And so they did. And they come back after the hour. And he says, all right, now I want you to pick one photograph out of all the hundreds of pictures you've taken. <laughs> sure enough, they've taken hundreds. I don't know how how anybody does that, but they did. Yeah. And pick one that you think will be the most influential that could really get some traction. So they each did. They didn't share because they weren't together when they took their selfies. They were all doing their separate thing. And I think you might know where I'm going with this. I don't know if I do. Every single one of them took their photo in the exact same room. Okay. With the exact same prop what? placed in the exact same position to their body, to their person, and with the exact same hashtag. Okay, so not only did they take it in the yes. hundreds, but then they each picked it. Yes. And then he said, do you want to see my picture that I took a week ago? And he unveils the picture. And sure enough, spoiler alert, if you want to watch this episode, I'm going to tell you. It's him in that room with the same prop, in the same position, with the same hashtag. And it was in on a swing in front of a watermelon-looking wall with this ice cube tray in front of their mouth. And the hashtag was Trey Cool. That's what it was, Trey Cool. Well, he had used in verbiage just moments before they started taking all these pictures. He had been showing them pictures of his little girl and been using words that was actually subconsciously influencing them. Hmm. He used Trey Chic at one point. He showed his little girl on a swing. He had that picture of her grabbing for that watermelon. And then you start to slowly see how his words influenced them. And boy, did one of the girls especially, she was not happy. Oh. (laughs) Here she was, a social media influencer. She loved the fact that she could help influence others, but she did not. She's like, get out of my brain. And she was dead serious. You could tell she was was a little hacked. 
But I thought it, here he, at the very end of the episode, it was almost like he had one of those final moments, like a Jerry Springer final moment. <laughs> and he basically was saying, your words have power. Huh. And he was encouraging. He wasn't saying, be careful with him. He was just encouraging to use your words well. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought oh, that was really powerful. But just from that one little episode, I gleaned a lot and reminded again of what the scripture is so clear about. Your tongue can be more horribly damaging than a two-edged sword. It is, it can be so violent. It can take away somebody's self-respect in two seconds. Well, nobody can take that away. You either give that away. Well, listen, semantics. You have the power to build somebody up or destroy somebody today with your words. Mm -hmm. And if that's what the Bible is teaching me, am I guarding them enough? I don't think I am. Mm. And that's, that's encouragement to my spirit. It's like, I need to be checking in with, with Jesus on my words. I need to put a filter on this. Well, thinking about the, speaking of influencers, the people, cause we all have influence. Yes. And I remember being told that as like a junior and senior in high school, once I was the older one in school or the older one in the youth group and, and re- thinking, oh, seventh grader cares what I'm doing. But you know, you thought about when you were in seventh grade and you looked up to those seniors. And I think even about some of the, cause everybody, you know, has, uh, as imperfections and thinking about some of the stubbornness or some of the stuff that my mom or dad might've done, what their position was, even if it was wrong, I might default to that. Cause that's kind of how I was raised. Right. And I was raised in a really good fashion. So you think about how much influence you have as a parent or as just a member of society in general. It can be a little nerve wracking if you think, and I know you guys are about to be parents. That's right. That's right. Perhaps you've been parents. And sometimes what happens is, is you become, stale and you forget those kinds of things and you mm-hmm. need that little encouragement, that little motivation. Again, you're reminded through a gentle Holy spirit whisper. Hey, your kids are watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, even through this magician's commentary, they're watching you. Yeah. And not just your children, people that got places in your world are watching what you do. And that's not to put you on eggshells. It's just to make sure that you'd be, you'd be tapping in with Jesus every single day. That's right. Checking in with him, making sure that you are, hey, is what I'm speaking kingdom truth? Or do I have keys to a different kingdom? And I'm trying to use them to open up his kingdom. That doesn't, mm-hmm. you can't open that door. You don't mm-hmm. have the right key, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing in a little Dr. Tony Evans there with that. But I, I want to make sure that I've got, I'm using the right key to God's kingdom and I want to make sure that I'm I'm sharing that Jesus because my goodness, that's what we we are commissioned to do. Am I doing my job well, even with those around me, let alone a larger platform? You've been on Tony Evans kick lately. My husband and I have been doing online services with Tony Evans. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans is somebody who's been influencing him for a very, very long time. And I do not mind a message from that brother. He's amazing. Like him, like his son, Anthony Evans, who we've played on radio before. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Great, talented family. Oh, my word. Priscilla Shire. Four kids. Yeah. Priscilla Shire. Those are the more known names. But yeah. Um, talking about the power of words. This is the situation that I found myself in. I really, I really took me to a, a very spiritual place of, okay, what's what's right? And even for me on how much to, to talk into and how, where to back down. You know, now we live in a world of quotes and it's you know 140 characters for example on twitter you got to say something worthwhile in 140 
you know, characters is not just the letters. It's the amount of spaces and apostrophes and everything, too. Which means you have to delete a lot. Yeah. And rethink a lot. How do I? Uh, I got to I got to tell you, I often uh, do the uh, W dash for yeah, with something, right. you know, so just that to give I, you a couple extra. Exactly. Exactly. Funny, have you ever just voiced and voiced and voiced and voiced and you look down and it's not recorded either a anything or B it stopped right before you said the most profound statement you've ever said. Oh, man. And then you can't remember what you said. Yeah. Yeah. You voiced a text a lot, a lot though. Oh, more than anybody I've ever seen. It's because, and he knows that because his name is always misspelled. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, John Piper is a, uh, a famous pastor. And John Piper said this the other day, put out of your mind every thought that you may, may be married to the wrong person. The best way to know whether you are married to the right person is to look at the name on your wedding certificate. Okay, I want you to do it again. Just All right. say it one more time. Put out of your mind every thought that you may be married to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. The best way to know whether you are married to the right person is to look at the name on the marriage license. And what does that mean to you? What do you think he meant by that? Well, to me, he was talking to people that let their mind wander. That you get a, after the honeymoon phase, you see the faults in that person, the normal faults. Mm -hmm. In that other person. Their humanity. Their humanity. Yeah. You're like, I didn't really sign up for this. Oh. Or. They didn't have morning breath before. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I also think of the people that let their mind wonder of, maybe I should have married Dave instead of Bob. Mm. You know what? Maybe, maybe Angela was the woman for me and not Susan. And you just start thinking about your old high school flame or the person that you, you know, I know my parents' story. Uh, my uh, Somebody said to my mom, all right, I got two candidates for you, Barry or Tyler. Which one do you want to go out with? You know, and so she picked my dad and yeah. then just the rest was history. Um, but, I, you know, my mom could sit here and go, what if I would have picked Barry? You let those evil thoughts, sure. those those curious thoughts at first influence you into. But it tempts you to a place yes. where. Yes. I bet Barry wouldn't have done that. Yep. Of course, you never met Barry. That's it. <laughs> and she, she. Or even if you had met Barry, you certainly not met them in, at their worst. Well, and, and that's exactly. We, we, especially with social media, we see other people's highlights uh -huh. and we think, that's, I'd rather be with that. And you let those things in. Then maybe it, it makes you Facebook message them and mm -hmm. or email them or why don't we just get together just for a call? I mean, that's where I think. I just think, and that's kind of the point of all this, what I, I take as uh, assuming these positive intentions that John Piper, that's what he meant. Because that's a great thought. Put yeah. away every thought that you're married to the wrong person because what if, what if, what if? Well, here's what my friend said to that. This is the only reason I saw this quote is because my friend said, the part of me that remembers when my ex-wife was cheating on me with one of my friends wants to make me uppercut John Piper. Oh, my he took the quote as, yeah. you were married to the right person in the midst of adultery going on. And he's clearly speaking out of being wounded. Yeah. And I just saw him say that. And because of like we're talking about with the power of words, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I can't let this go by without saying a little something because, you know, with public speaking, with us being on a podcast, mm -hmm. I, I have been taken out of context before of, could you imagine John Piper saying this? realizing he made my friend mad and John Piper going, Oh my goodness. No, I didn't even, I didn't even mean not nothing to do with that or certainly abuse situations or anything. I was talking about this. Yeah. 
And so I, I said a little something. I said, to me, this is this quote is exactly how I explained it just a second ago. And he said, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but this is on him. He gave no link to a full transcript. He just said this single tweet that we just have to interpret for ourselves. And I, I really thought about that. I'm like, what, what are we responsible for? Because in anything we post or anything we say, we can't possibly say every single exception that we might, you know, like, like the exceptions you think about the, the I before E rule, yeah. uh, well, except after C or except that like neighbor and way, or except, like there's, there, there's a couple of those exceptions, but sometimes when you say something big and profound, like John Piper did, yeah. You can't possibly know everybody's situation that you're talking to. Well, except for this or except for this or except you just got to say what you got to say sometimes, (laughs) you know? And so I'm sitting here looking at my friend going, why can't you assume positive intentions? Why do we have to, especially in today's social media world, why do you have to jump, jump down somebody's throat going, how dare you say that? You don't know where I've come from. But at the same time, Is it on some of us to be able to at least when we can, knowing that what I'm saying is a very divisive statement, can can we at least give a little background? Mm -hmm. And so I I think it runs both ways. I think it's being conscious of what we say. But I think when we hear somebody say something a little controversial until proven otherwise, can we just assume positive (laughs) intentions that they didn't mean what I think they mean? I do like the guy's idea of a link to maybe further fleshing it out mm-hmm. so that he would understand where uh, John Piper is coming from. Yeah. And I think that's great. That's not every instance. And there's not, uh, there's no, there's no way that you would ever know whether or not your words spoken in truth or not are going to be offensive to someone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. The apostle Paul even put it out there. He said, look, I know one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. And maybe it was just to say, look, if there's any, if there's anything that might have set you off here, let's get back to what, let's get back to the heart of Jesus, right? And even then, Jesus is going to offend some. True, the gospel is offensive to some. There are going to be some that are just not willing to receive, and it really goes to uh, if you speak something out because you believe that you are led by the Spirit to do so, mm-hmm. then you have to just kind of land it there. And reach if you see a comment like that and they're wounded, reach out and love on them. Don't get defensive. Reach out and love on that person yeah. because clearly, I mean, it's like uh, telling somebody whose leg has just gotten, you know, chopped off. Mm-hmm. Well, just get over it. He's he's wounded. Yeah, you can't just get over it. And yeah. he's speaking without any sort of morphine. You know, he doesn't have anything to help him with his pain. Right. Probably in that moment, and some doctor just comes in and says, "We'll get over it." No, that's mm-hmm. that's the wrong thing to do at that point. Mm-hmm. But I. I think uh, I think obviously it would have been a different situation if it was a one-on-one. What it does for me is like whenever I find myself in those moments where maybe a quote from a pastor rubs me the wrong way, I actually heard a message the other day. It didn't quite set right with me, but I, I tried to push through to the heart of what the pastor was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to still glean what I can from this. And it's, I mean, honestly, if you look at any sort of purifying process, that's what it is. That's what God wants us to do is to test everything and to hold fast the good. Yeah. And if you look at what, I mean, your mom's a jeweler and she probably knows more about the purifying process than I do with gold and stuff, but you put it in the fire, 
You have to do it a few times to get all that nasty out of there and to have the purest form of the metal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same. I want to make sure that my metal stands up against the test of time, but in order to make it the purest form, it has to go through the purifying process. And I have to get past all of that stuff to get to the real, the real goods. Now, if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. If it's empty, then, well, it's empty. But, um, you know, we're also expecting folks to, when we put posts out there like that, to have the wherewithal to put it in that kind of a place. A, a, let me compartmentalize what this pastor may have been saying. But again, if he's wounded and you have hit close to home, right? that's, not, that's easier said than done. So I think that's lovely that you came alongside him and encouraged him and said, hey, just want to suggest that maybe that's not what this man meant. And, and we had a good conversation about it. Um, I think a couple things come to mind, like we mentioned earlier about in James, where it says the, the tongue is so sharp. It sets mm -hmm. a forest of flame. It's the spark that causes that. Yeah. And perhaps, you know, a lot of times, every time I've talked about it, I, I think about all my dumb words that roll out of my mouth because they weren't spirit led or because yeah. I didn't think about it and they, they cause an issue. But perhaps even like, you know, Paul, sharing the gospel, no, just, just, it's just more of a fact. Like what you say will cause a firestorm at one point or another, whether it's good because you didn't think or bad because you didn't think about it or good because you're sharing the gospel and it's offensive to some, you know, Paul laid it out there and people didn't like it. Well, yeah. Every, every disciple laid it out there and people didn't like and it. And Jesus said he did come to bring a sword. And sometimes yeah. you read those words and you're like, what does that even mean? Uh, the, his word is often referred to as the sword of the spirit. And it's meant to help us uh, ward off the enemy mm -hmm. um, because we use his word. It's not our words. It's his word. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also is is one of those things that sometimes can cut. If if a pastor speaks directly to me and sometimes I get really defensive, maybe instead of getting defensive, I could let little alarms go off in my brain. He may have something here. Mm -hmm. If it hit close to home, maybe there's something there that I need to explore in my prayer time. And it's a process. It's going to not necessarily be a fun one. And once I've tested it and I've been through the fire with it, if there's something there to hold on to, that pure gold is going to be worth what? It's weight in gold for my life. Yeah. I, I think there is uh, certainly a gentleness that needs to come along with sharing the gospel. But when it comes to having trying to apologize for something, if you're sharing, especially like Paul said, you know, what I know is, is Christ crucified and that alone— um, there's nothing to apologize for at that point, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can't be gentle or listen, even if they, they come back wounded. But I think the other thing that sticks out in this time of if somebody does, especially the people we know, especially the people we know, uh, where if they, if you, if they say something that you don't like and you are offended by, then it is my job, my responsibility to go to them personally. And, and that's what I didn't really care for with what my friend did. Now he doesn't know John Piper, but with what my friend did, he, um, you know, I guess you could say I'm doing the same thing by talking about it right now, but I, I didn't like that. He, he didn't email John Piper personally. He just vented on social media for all of us to, to see. And it was this, and what if is what if somebody is struggling with, with faith at that moment? They go, yeah, you know what? Pastors are crazy because of, you know, yeah. like you said, inf we all have influence. And so maybe don't take it to a social media post. I, I think 99% of what's posted on social media of the, of the complaints that is yeah. shouldn't be on there. I, if you know that you've got some sort of an internal communication thing with close knit friends, 
then I think you have an opportunity there for maybe a small group situation, a small group being um, one of those close-knit groups that you can be a part of in a church-type setting where you can just, I mean, even like right here with this podcast, where you kind of put questions out there that you may not have complete answers to. This is a place where I'm struggling. Can we talk about it? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the social media thing, honestly, (laughs) it's, first of all, I don't think you get the most authentic version of you out there Mm -hmm. because A, Twitter doesn't allow you to give that many symbols. Yeah. So you're not able to explain everything. B, we're only posting the prettiest pictures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And C, we like to post these really nice quotes that we'll get from other people. And I've certainly done that. But I don't ever admit to the struggle that may come along with that quote because I'm not certain I might serve in that context very well to others who might not know the Lord. Oh, you struggle with this? I thought you were a Christian. I can't really speak to all of that. Mm -hmm. So it can be this incredible tool with which we can continue to contact and connect with people that we've, you know, just wish them well and love on them. But some of that stuff I think should be reserved to the iMessage part alone as opposed to posting it on your actual page because then you can be more intimate and actually seek conversation as opposed to just blasting a statement. What what I said or what what my friend said um, is that I think when people try to teach you know, online like that by, by giving uh, sound and sound clever by giving sound bites, you're potentially not teaching for the benefit of others. You're feeding your ego. Mm, yeah. Now I'm not even saying John Piper was doing that, but what I did say was, unfortunately, I think there is a lot of that. Yeah. I said, I often wonder if the message of Jesus was meant for the web <laughs> because there's so much benefit to spreading the gospel mm-hmm. online, but perhaps it is meant to be shared more thoughtfully and interpersonally with people who know each other, at least can connect to each other in person. Now, I'm not saying not to spread the the gospel online, but it's so divisive and taken out of context and just, just social media is killing us. Have a Zoom meeting though. Maybe so. And I think that Mm -hmm. that could absolutely be with people who don't know the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to disparage people from connecting with others who may not know the Lord. I, I think there's, there's definitely room and should be room for both. The small group, place where you can come to, like my husband and I come to Carter and Kelsey's house. And let's just talk about openly how we're feeling. We all follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then there's a different kind of conversation that we can have with somebody over, you know, uh, the table about not knowing who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can do both of those online, but it really doesn't work if you're posting it. Mm -hmm. You, I Mm -hmm. think it's a message. I think it's reaching out like that. Yeah. I think maybe it's, 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 you can sell who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you, it's difficult because yes, you will be in that place of Lord. Is this more ego? Is this sincere? If at the end of the day you feel like it's sincere, then go for it. I, and I guess Nobody that's can the fault thing. you for living your faith. But maybe it just starts there, you know, maybe and I, I don't know. By no means do I say I, 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 I have all the answers because I, I think a lot of people are being reached by even a quote like that from John Piper. I bet sure. that helped many by going, I need to stop my daydreaming, uh-huh. you know? And so I, I, I like stuff like that, but it, we have just gotten to a place where we're just yelling at each other online yes. instead of truly connecting. Yes. And so I say, I think especially in the, I guess, moral of the story for me and and how powerful words are when it comes to online I want to assume positive intentions. Mm-hmm. And if I think there's anything there, especially with people I know, I want to go to them personally. Let's let's stop trying to just out yell each other 
online. Oh, and then you get upset and hurt, and then you don't like that person anymore. You unlike them. Yeah. And, and if it was in person, you'd see where they're coming from better. You'd see their personality when they shared it. You'd see the tears when they, when maybe my friend was talking about being hurt by his ex-wife. You would see the things that we, you need to see. And that's where I think they're the, the, and then maybe that's all I'm saying. It's an, an element of, of the personal that is removed mm -hmm. when you're online as opposed to in person or even on the phone or a Zoom or something like that. Yeah. I think one of the things that helps me when I'm even talking with my kids, which sometimes I get these incredible revelations from the Holy Spirit. It's like, hey, check yourself in the mirror because you're teaching your kids right now the lesson you need to be learning. Mm. And uh, I've, I'll say, you know, I can't picture Jesus saying that or doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think some, some's response, some people's response to that, well, you know, I was wounded though and it, I think we put these exceptions, these justifications, and, and there's no asterisk mm -hmm. in the word next to, hey, forgive others so that I can forgive you. Unless, of course, they were a real chuck wagon or, you know, or is it jack wagon? I don't even know the insult. <laughs> <laughs> You're the food cart from the 1800s. I just insulted it's you greatly. It's a jack wagon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The point is, is that there is, there's no asterisk. There is no exception to the rule. Jesus said, period, forgive so mm. that I can forgive you. How? Well, it's not anything found in you. It's found in me. Oh, and then that takes the pressure off of you. Isn't that awesome? It takes the pressure off me to try to forgive this person. I tap into Jesus and his grace and recognize what he did for me when nobody was looking. But he knew what I was thinking, what I was doing, mm. and he forgave mm. me. Well, I never did anything as bad as them. Want to bet? Yeah. Jesus said, if you've done it in your heart, it's the same. That's true. So if you have done any of the top 10 commandments, which uh, actually there's the top 12, if you think about it, because the first and foremost is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. What if, if you've done the opposite of that? Mm. Have you ever dethroned God with the number one position in your life? Are you Oh, gosh, are you going to put me on the spot here? I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we all have, yeah. Have I not loved my neighbor as myself? Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever killed anybody. No, I would remember that. But did you have ugly, nasty thoughts that just was like, what if this should happen to accidentally befall this person? Yeah. You've done it in your heart. You are guilty of the thought. And he knows it. Mm. And so I think that's pretty powerful when you start to think, that line of thought is like, oh my gosh, when Jesus said those words, it's the same as doing it. That threw the Jewish populace for a loop because they just been adhering to the Ten Commandments and thinking, well, I haven't killed anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus, no, you are missing the point. It's about the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what we've learned here is that uh, in person is is way better than any sort of online connection possible. Just the the personal being able to see the heart of people, which and, of course in this yeah. pandemic has been not easy to do. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Hey, so connect with us online at hopeondemand.com. <laughs> a lot of great resources there. I know that was like well timed, but at the same time, there's there's artists that will pour their hearts out in a little long form type of thing that well, you can connect with. And not just that, but you will be in touch with a real life human being when you email a prayer request in. Yeah, pray at hopeondemand.com. That's exactly right. Thanks for spending time with us. As in person as we can do with this whole distancing thing. That's exactly right. 